Welcome to the Michael Cheney podcast. I'm the owner of growfast.biz. I've grown from zero to several million dollars in personal net worth with my internet businesses, and I'm on a mission to give away everything I know for free. I'm doing this because I want to leave a legacy, I want to make a difference in the world, and if you ever need help implementing it all, you might want to reach out to us. Another tip for you on this is to remove your ego. Nobody really wants to hear about you and your story. Just give them what they can use, what's going to help them with their problem and with their desires. The other thing you want to focus on, of course, is retention. How well and how sticky your content is. Do people want to get to the next part? Have you outlaid everything in advance at the start of the content, explaining what's coming up so they stick around to get those juicy bits later on? And you want to ram so much juicy goodness into each piece of content that you release that people feel they need to watch it maybe two or three times to extract all the value rather than skirting around all the fluff. Now let's move on to the next subsection of content, which is the type of content that you actually create. Now I've been creating content online for over two decades, and I can tell you from studying the masters, from studying billionaires, from being a multimillionaire myself and studying other people in that position, that there are eight types of content that you can create. The first type of content is inspirational content. So this is content that people aspire to. They see something that they want or they see something that you're doing that they want to do and they aspire to it. So it's not necessarily giving any value. It's not necessarily teaching anything. It's just having content out there that shows something that people aspire to have, aspire to do or aspire to be. Now, as I go through these different content types, I'm going to use chocolate and broccoli to help you understand what they are. So for this one, aspirational, it would be chocolate. It's something that people want. They aspire to have chocolate. So aspirational content is like chocolate. The next content type that you can do is promotional. Now, of course, this is just ads. This is just here's an offer, go buy this. So in this example, it would be an advert for the chocolate bar. All of these are not weighted equally. In my humble opinion, you shouldn't really be putting out any promotional content, although many people do that. You really want to be focusing on delivering value and putting out the other forms of content, which I'll come on to in a second. So we have aspirational content, which is like chocolate. We have promotional content, which is like an ad for the chocolate. And we have inspirational content. So inspirational content is not necessarily teaching anybody anything, not necessarily adding a ton of value. It's inspiring people to take action. So in this example, it would be perhaps a quote about food, like food is love, for example, right? It's something that inspires somebody to do something or makes them feel inspired. Hey, Chaniacs, I've had a ton of people tell me they get more value from this podcast than most of the paid products they've invested in, which is awesome. Now, when you share this podcast with someone else, it's like a gift. They'll get massive value and they'll thank you for it. They might even repay the favor and give you something awesome in return. And it's making a difference by helping fellow entrepreneurs. It also helps me spread these free teachings far and wide and leave a legacy too. So thank you in advance for sharing it with others. Now, back to the show. The next form of content is educational content, how-to information, how-to content. So this would be broccoli. People don't want broccoli. They don't want to eat it, but they need it. It's full of nutrients. It's full of goodness. So in this example, broccoli represents educational content. Now, you might think if you just put a ton of this out and you bombard the marketplace with broccoli, that you'll be onto a winner and it will go viral. But it won't because people don't necessarily consume what they need. They consume what they want which is chocolate. And that's why you need to have various different content types to deliver chocolate-covered broccoli. 
giving people what they want and what they need. The next form of content you can do is personal content. So this could be personal about your life, about your holidays, about your partner, about your pets, or about food. So in this example, it would be a picture of a meal. That's personal. And you need a mix of all of this, some educational content going out, some inspirational content going out to inspire people to take action, some aspirational content so people can see the end result and aspire to it, and some personal content so they get to know you better and know you, like you, and trust you even more. Now, the last three content types that I'm going to share with you here, while they are pretty powerful, personally, I don't use them that often because they can backfire and it's not really in line with my personal brand. So these last three content types are political, controversial, and comical. So using my example, the political one would be some statement about food, the government should do more to help farmers, for example. The controversial one could be a statement or a content piece about how all food should be genetically modified. Right? It's going to stir up a rat's nest. It's going to kick the hornet's nest. People are going to talk about it. It's controversial. And the last one, comical, would be a meme or something funny about food, a photograph, of a piece of broccoli shaped like a human anatomy, for example. Now, you can sprinkle these types of content in on top of your main pieces of content, almost like a seasoning, but I wouldn't really rely on these heavily. Yes, they get a lot of engagement. It can be exciting to see all the comments, the views and the followers, but is it really the type of comments and the type of viewers and engagement that you want? Probably not, because you're not delivering a lot of value by offering this type of content. As an extra bonus, I'm going to give you four boosters, content boosters that you can also throw in to any of these types of content that I've just mentioned here that will get you more engagement. They include brands, so talking about big name brands or featuring them in a video or even in the title or with the thumbnail or the opening shot of your video. That really works well using brand names or brand logos. The next is celebrities, talking about celebrities and linking that to your content in a particular way. Not talking dedicated about a celebrity just for the sake of it, but linking it to what you're going to talk about anyway, the subject matter. So brands, celebrities. The next one is news. So if something's newsworthy, something's breaking current affairs that everybody's talking about is in the news. It could be a sporting event, could be you know a news event, a world event. You can use that to really ramp up the engagement of your content. And lastly, asking questions really works, particularly on social media, of course, and actually getting people to give you their opinion and their engagement on some of your content and actually making the central piece to your content on occasion can really work well. Now, the last piece when it comes to content is the call to action. Many people miss out on this and just start firing out masses of content on all the platforms. I think, yeah, I've got this made, but nothing's happening. I'm not getting traffic. I'm not getting leads. I'm not getting sales. And that's because you don't have a call to action or you've done the call to action incorrectly. A call to action gets people, as the name suggests, to take action. So you need to know in advance before you create the content what is it you want people to do? What is the entry point to your business? Do you want them to raise their hand virtually and join a mailing list? Do you want to get them on a webinar? Do you want them to buy a front-end product? Do you want them to reach out to you and book a consultation? What is that and what is that call to action and how are you going to incorporate that into the content that you produce? One of the easiest ways to do this is to include your call to action or your website address or whatever that might be in all your profiles on social media, on your Facebook profile, TikTok profile, YouTube profile, LinkedIn and so on, is you have that call to action, not just the web address, but an exciting curiosity-based desire slash pain-based call to action. Are you looking to solve all your business problems right now? Get this free guide on the seven essential things you must do, blah, blah, blah. Go here, right? Put that on all your profiles. Then you can also include a similar call to action 
either mid-roll through your longer videos or your longer content if it's podcasts you can also periodically talk about that in some of your other content as well but make sure you have a call to action and i would say almost all of your content very difficult and not really practical to do in short form content you don't want a 30 second video where 10 seconds is you pitching your thing that's really done with the link and the call to action on a profile but certainly for longer content you want to make sure you have a call to action getting people to take action and enter into your business. Hey Chaniacs, as you know, I've grown from zero to several million dollars in personal net worth with my internet businesses. And I'm on a mission to give away everything I know for free. Now I'm doing this because I want to leave a legacy. I truly want to make a difference in the world. And if you're at the stage of needing help to implement all that right now, then come over to growfast.biz and let's see if we can help you out. So we've spoken about audience and we've spoken about the content itself. Now let's talk about distribution. There are three components to distribution, the platform, the frequency, and customization. When it comes to the platform, you need to know that your avatar and your target audience is actually on that platform in the first place. Don't fall into the trap of thinking, I'm just gonna go out on every platform known to man. When your target audience isn't even on there in the first place, it can be tempting to think, well, yeah, maybe they're on there, I'll try it out, or maybe they'll grow up and you know, in 10 years or 20 years, they'll be in my target audience. But is that the best use of your time? Now, if you can repurpose existing content and just throw it onto another platform with very little extra work and extra time, then by all means, go for it. But do be careful of trying to win on every platform. The other thing about different platforms is to know how they work and what their rules are. Facebook has different rules to TikTok, has different rules to YouTube and so on. You need to know what these are. What are the limits for how often you can post on each of these different platforms? How does the algorithm work? What's most important? On YouTube, most important is the thumbnail, what people see visually, and then it's the title. That's different on TikTok. So you need to know the rules of each platform and the type of content that will perform best on that platform. Don't just take all of your content and use it in exactly the same way on every single platform. You need to make sure, as we'll talk about in a minute, that you customize it in each case. Now let's talk about frequency, because a lot of people get hung up on this idea of how much content should I put out there? Should I be doing a lot of content? Should I just do one piece of content? Now, Mr. Beast has famously said that it's better to just do one video a year if it's awesome, rather than a hundred bad videos. I would take that with a massive grain of salt and say it's okay for Mr. Beast to say that because he's got 10, 12, or whatever years experience of creating videos. He's already created hundreds, if not thousands of bad videos and therefore he can create a good video. You cannot work for a year and create one awesome video if you've never created any videos in the past. You need to create hundreds of bad ones to create great ones. So initially, it's like a crossover, okay? Initially, you'll be focused on quantity to gear up your skills, to get better at it, to know what's working, to react and engage and respond to the audience and how they're engaging and reacting to your content. And then you adjust accordingly. So it's quantity at first. And then over time, you'll start to have the crossover on the graph where quality becomes more important. And then once you have that quality dialed in, then you can do both as your business starts to grow. Maybe you outsource it, maybe you bring somebody in in-house, maybe you use a supplier or a vendor to help you scale up and get out on all the different platforms and deliver more content that's always of a higher quality. Hey Chaniacs, if you're a visual learner and you'd like to get my free teachings on video, then head over to my YouTube channel because seeing things on screen can actually help you retain the information better. So if you want to do that, just go to youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney. That's youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney.
Okay, back to the show. What I like to do in my business is know the maximum limit of each platform and the amount of pieces of content each platform can take per day. And I use it as a benchmark of in an ideal world, what I want to hit every day, seven days a week. Now it doesn't always happen. One thing that will help you with this is having a production schedule and a publishing schedule. So you know at any given point where different pieces of content are in that production process. Are they in editing? Are they in post-production? Have they been published? When are they getting published? Which platforms are they getting published on? And so on. This way you and anybody in your team will know what the process is and what the schedule is for content putting out on all the different networks. Let's talk about customization. You really wanna be customizing your content for each of the platforms that you put content on. You don't wanna take a TikTok video, for example, download it on your phone and it's got that TikTok watermark and then just throw it on YouTube Shorts and throw it on YouTube Reels because it'll have that TikTok watermark, it'll look horrible, it'll look lazy, and it may even have music in there that you used from TikTok which will infringe copyright laws on YouTube or on Facebook. In an ideal world, you would create content specific to each of these platforms. Personally, I do that a little bit, not in, not a lot, because it's a ton of work to do that. And you can accurately and ethically, easily as well, repurpose content to be used on other platforms. There's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you dedicate and customize it for the rules and for the acceptance criteria on each platform. You also wanna be thinking of ways you can leverage your content resources and your content efforts. What we like to do is create a long form piece of content, typically a video, We'll put that out onto Facebook in one of our private groups. We'll then take that and see if it responds well to the audience. Then we'll turn it into a YouTube video and give it a full editing with effects and music and so on. Then we'll take that content and repurpose it again into a podcast. And then we'll also take that content and break it down into short form content, maybe 30 second video clips and they will go in turn on TikTok, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts. Now, by doing this, you've taken one piece of content that took you one piece of effort, and you've leveraged it across multiple networks, multiple platforms, and multiple formats. So how long does this take to achieve? How long does it take to do? And when can you expect some kind of results? A long time is the answer. This is a long-term play. And typically, most people can't do this because they don't have the patience they don't have the income already coming into their business to enable them to get the free time to do this. They don't have a team in place that's running the business so they can focus on creating all this content. And quite often, they don't even have the expertise to even know what to talk about or have any expertise which they can pass on and teach to others. But if you can remain patient and remain consistent, you will get amazing results doing this. I personally like to focus on the act of doing rather than the of measuring the outcome. Focus on the process, not the outcome. If you set yourself the mission of doing two content pieces per day, five days a week, give a tick every time you do that or cross it off the list or give yourself some kind of micro reward for remaining consistent and committing to the bit. It's not the number of followers that you get. It's not the number of likes or comments or shares that you get that you should be looking for to give you that dopamine fix. It should be the very act of completing it because that dopamine fix could come one year, two year or five years down the line when you put in that daily consistent effort for several months or even several years. 
Hey Chaniacs, I'd be eternally grateful if you'd leave a review for me on this podcast. I don't put any ads or sponsorships on here, so when you leave a review, it helps get this free training into the hands of the entrepreneurs who really need it. It just takes a few clicks to do, and your review will make my day. And more importantly, it will create a ripple effect to help the fate and fortunes of countless entrepreneurs. Thank you.